Welcome back to Point of Insanity Game Studios, Geekery and General Podcast. I am Al, and today I've got two guests. Uh, we are recording from uh, Ash, no, not Ashcon. It used to be Ashcon. New Game of Palooza. Whoa! Yes. New Game of Palooza. Sorry, I was getting a bit nostalgia there. From my alma mater at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. So, joining me today from the New Jedi Archives, we've got Ben Schultz and Zach. I can never remember how Hagen to pronounce Busher. Hagen Busher. Yes. I just learned how to say it yesterday, so. That's right. <laughs> so why don't we start with a little introduction, and uh, now you guys do a podcast, New Jedi Archives, which is about Star Trek, or is it Battlestar Galactica, or... Um... Battlestar. Yeah, you got okay. it. Yes, it, it's it's all about the Mormon undertones in Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. Every episode dedicated specifically to that. So do you talk about the the classic Battlestar Galactica or the new one where, like, Starbucks is an angel and it totally screws up everything? Starbucks? Wasn't it? I, I don't know. I never watched it. Mean, I mean, it's, Star, it's Starbuck. Starbuck. And okay. she's not an angel. She's just, a, like, a person. I thought that's what they did in the new one. They had, like, Starbuck was, like, an angel or something. And I don't think some... so. She just she just comes back from the dead. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I She just... gets resurrected. But, you know, that follows the... The teachings of the Church of Mormon, and and we we actually bring that together with old Battlestar and new Battlestar. Yeah, um, you know, because I vaguely I'm just re- making this up as I go out. That's fine. <laughs> you know, I don't really know much about Battlestar Galactica. I I vaguely remember the first, the original series. I never got into the second one, but I just heard it didn't really receive a very good. Uh, reception by some people they thought it 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 strayed too far from the original oh see i actually liked the second one and i okay. grew up with the original i loved yeah i love that battle okay. series but well i'll have to take your word for it because like i said i never saw the second one but it's actually fairly science heavy uh sci-fi okay as things go they they do a lot that's legit so okay that's cool so but that is not really what we talk about at the new jedi archive no we we talk about star wars right and uh so we're, today we're just going to do kind of a random Star Wars chit-chat because, I mean, let's go back and uh, what is – I know we talked a little bit about this on an episode of your podcast, but uh, just for my listeners who may not have listened to your podcast, uh, what is your first experience with Star Wars or how do you remember it? Well, I was four years old – not four, three, excuse me, <laughs> so long ago. Yeah, I, I was three years old. and A uh, long, long time ago? It was. Was it in a galaxy, galaxy far, 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 far away? away? No, it was in this galaxy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I watched them on VHS tape. Uh, my, my, aunt, uh, my, bleh, my Aunt Eleanor and my Uncle Lawrence, uh, my grandfather's uh, sister and brother-in-law, um, they had them on, they had gotten the trilogy on VHS tape when they released to them in 95. I think that was the last release of the original cut of the films on home media, with the exception of the Laserdisc reprint in 2006. Um, Laserdisc, baby. That's right. It's a wave of the future. <laughs> well, it wasn't on Laserdisc, it was on DVD. But they ripped them from the Laserdiscs, is my point. So yeah, they, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, it, it really made an impact on me. Um, I mean, I, I just remember being enthralled with them. I watched them whenever I could. And uh, then I would, uh, you know, I'd, I'd pick out little details. And as I got older, you know, I, I was really afraid of Darth Vader. But then, of course, as I got older, you learn to get over that and you learn to, you know... You, I, I was even able to watch 
I did close my eyes for some parts of the movie because I got too scared, but I, you know, I grew up past that. And yeah, it just, it's always been a part of my life. So back then, did you think that the, that Darth Vader and the stormtroopers were robots or did you? No, I knew that they were people because you got to remember, I, I grew up in a world where Star Wars had been around. In a world where Star Wars has right. been around, where all yeah. three movies were out, like you know, I'm, and, and I and I almost, I almost wish that I hadn't, because you know, I mean, you guys grew up, the mo- not all the, you know, you saw the movies in theaters. I mean, you know, you you had to wait three years and let the plot gestate. In some cases, yeah, sure. I, I sixteen keep, in some cases. And, I keep and forgetting that you're uh, about what sixteen, seventeen years old, younger than maybe. Ben and I, I'm, so. I'm twenty five. Yeah, and so. I'm forty. I just turned forty two not too long ago. Okay, I'm forty three. Forty three. So yeah, you're a bit younger than us. A little bit, but yeah. So you guys would have had the chance to let those thoughts, you know, I, I, stew in your mind. And I, I just remember a world where I knew all three of these movies existed, and I had seen all of them. Yeah. So. I, I never really had thoughts like that, no. Okay. I actually, we talked about this a bit uh, when we recorded our, our last podcast for our show. I actually can't pinpoint what my very first Star Wars memory is because for all of my life that I remember, Star Wars has been there in some way, shape, or form. And so I remember watching the movies when they came out. You know, I know I did that, but my first actual memory is probably playing with toys between new hope and empire yeah and and for me it was uh back in a drive-in theater and i think i was like five or six at the time there was a playground area in the front and i didn't really know what movie that my parents took us to so i was just in the playground and when the movie started i remember you know looking up and seeing this big huge darth vader and that's that was my first impression but i definitely agree with you um I remember playing with the toys a lot. You remember they had the uh, – before the lightsaber was a separate accessory, what they did is like for Luke, Ben, and Obi-Wan Kenobi and Vader, they molded their right hand to look like it was holding a tube. And there was that little piece of plastic that, that you pushed used. forward. And and if you were real lucky and got a real early version, there was a second telescoping part. Yep. You could pull a little whip and it got even further. Yeah, and then eventually they, uh, you know, of course, the lightsaber started to become a separate, you know, entirely separate thing. Um, now, Zach, since you're, uh, again, for a generation after us, did you play a lot with the Star Wars toys when you were a kid? Absolutely, or? yeah. I, I was um, I was either three or four uh, when I received a very large amount of them for Christmas. I, mm-hmm. They they released a set called Power of the Force okay. in 95, 96, um, and they re-released all of the original trilogy characters. They were kind of weird because they were kind of like um, – they were almost like He-Man. Yeah. <laughs> like they were very muscle-bound. Very buff, and yeah. Very it's buff. Like, you probably remember them, but yeah. I, I remember I, seeing him in stores like I don't recall Luke Skywalker uh, being that well-built. He just hit the gym a lot. <laughs> yes. But eventually those toys, they started to mold them in a more realistic fashion yeah. a couple of years later. Um, but that, yeah, that three and three quarter inch um, classic Star Wars figure, I had a ton of those. I, I had them all of every character. I had a, you know, I had a Stormtrooper. I had Darth Vader. Um, and I had all of the heroes. It's kind of funny. I was given Han Solo in Carbonite. Um, so, you know, he, you've got your Han Solo figure and then you can put him into a little Carbonite thing in the... That would snap around his waist. Okay, I think but, I remember that. One. But the character, you know, 
he was dressed as he was when he was thrown in carbonite. So you, I had you mean Han like Lon, like Lando was. He was dressed in Lando's clothes. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was just it, it was he had like the brown pants and just his shirt, but he didn't have like the the signature vest yeah. or the jacket from Empire. So it was that was kind of weird. I was always like, huh, this kind of feels strange to play with Han without like the vest. Okay, that's what Sharpies are for. <laughs> no. I, I lost all the toys, Ben, but I did not destroy them. So were those, was that first run made by Hasbro? No, they they were, it was under the Kenner brand, yeah, but Kenner the, Hasbro the had purchased them by that point. The reason that I was asking is, uh, as I think back on that, I think they might have used the sculpts from uh, the G.I. Joe figures, G.I. Joe Extreme that Possibly, they were making yeah. at the time. That could be. Because those were actually very buff characters, too, unreasonably so. Yeah, and I mean, Hasbro, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the Transformers toy line, but, I mean, they do that a lot where they'll, because, um, you know, make this, the molds used to make these toys are expensive. So what they do with the Transformers, and I know they do this with their other toy lines as well, is they'll, they'll, uh, take a, a mold and they'll make a new character except maybe they'll just create a new head or maybe they might use the same mold it's just they'll give them a new paint job and maybe a new accessory and in some cases they do even more uh weird retoolings of the the molds but yeah it wouldn't surprise me if they did use the the gi joe uh molds to make star wars toys as well so, uh, what do you remember? Were there any Star Wars toys you remember that you really liked back when you were uh, a um, youngin? One of one of the things we talked about. I had. We didn't. Uh, I did not have all the toys like Zach did, uh, but I did have a an X wing. That was <laughs> the only place that I had was Hoth and I think Dagobah, the cheap ones that yeah. had the cardboard in the back and then the little plastic piece that you could. Um, but I had an X-Wing, the one where you push R2-D2 down and the wings pop open and it had the blinking light on, fr- on the front. And I played with that a lot. And then when uh, when Return of the Jedi came out, uh, they had that new X-Wing that was the Dagobah X-Wing, which was the same thing, just different stickers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I wanted that one because it was battle damaged and my parents wouldn't get it for me because I already had an X-Wing, so I didn't need one. Um so I tried to battle damage it myself with a propane <laughs> torch, and that did not work well. And that is why I don't have an X-Wing today. <laughs> yeah, because I never really had many of the, the vehicles. The only ones I remember having is I had a Snowspeeder um, from Empire Strikes Back, and then I had one of the speeder bikes from Return of the Jedi. I never had an X-Wing, never had a Millennium Falcon. My f- uh, family, that's, we had some family friends, and I remember their son was maybe five years older than me or so he had a bunch of the star wars toys so i always loved it when we'd go over to their house uh not only and this is going to segue into another topic here i remember playing with the toys but they also had an atari 2600 and you remember the star the empire strikes back game for that where you're basically flying around and in, in a snow speeder yeah, yeah you're just shooting at ATATs. so that segues to another thing we can talk about of course video games i mean there have been Tons of Star Wars games out there. Not all of them are good. Not all of them are terrible. But there are some really, really good ones out there. So, you guys ever been much into the Star Wars video games? I mean, I definitely have. I, I don't know about Ben, because uh, we, we've kind of talked about this a little bit in the past. I know that Ben was kind of in the... um 
I mean, by the time the the more modern Star Wars games started to come out, you you had already had kids, but they were too young to really play them. So right. So I played uh, Empire at War, which is a strategy game that's fun because I could be the Empire. Uh, <laughs> and then we bought a Wii specifically because uh, they had a commercial for a Star Wars game. I want to say it was The Force Unleashed. Yeah. Uh, where the kid stood in front of the TV and flicked his wrist with the Wiimote, and the character on the TV ignited the lightsaber. I saw that commercial, and I knew we were buying a Wii. <laughs> I, I regret that decision now. <laughs> well, there were some actually, there were some good games Oh, no, games we had good Wii, games. So. I just mean, but that was what did it. That, that game vision trailer. never really came to yeah. life, I guess. See, because I have played Force Awakens on the Wii, and I have to admit, I wasn't much for the combat with the lightsaber, but I think that the Wii Remote and Nunchuck, it made it really easy to pull off the Force powers. So that's what I loved. You could effortlessly throw your lightsaber at someone, then pick them up with a Force, and then move them over to a pit and drop them. So that was probably... It was a good game. I I liked it. It, Not my favorite. Uh, If I'm talking about Star Wars video games, my favorite would be probably be Knights of the Old Republic. Well, I mean, that's everybody's. Yes. But the, the irony about that is that it probably has the least to do with Star Wars than any of them. I mean, well, I guess maybe that shouldn't be that ironic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, because, I mean, you know, it's its own original world. Yeah, you're borrowing many, many elements from the Star Wars galaxy, but they're putting their own twist on them in a, in a, in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, and it's so far in the past that they're allowed to do that. And they yeah. don't have to worry about the repercussions of, oh, am I screwing up with canon? Probably not, right? You're 2,000 years in the past. I think but, it was 4,000 that it takes 4,000 years I, before. I thought Yarbin. it was 2,000. I could I be wrong, that. I guess. Let's just split the years. difference and say three. Yes, okay. it's it's many many years, many many. So, a long time. It's um, way way BBY, and obviously that realm and that world that they created there struck a chord with a lot of people, and a lot of people are still hoping that someday Disney can make another game like that, yeah, and and bring that era back into Star Wars. But I, I think it's also very clear that that era never really went away. Yes. That game is not tech, and that and, you know, and that's the Old Republic two and the Old Republic MMO. They're all not recognized as official canon by Lucasfilm right now. Yeah, but it's super clear if you look at you know a lot of the not the movies per se, but it, you know if you look at the Clone Wars, if you look at Rebels, if even Rogue One, there are a lot of elements from those games that have been brought into the fold. So they're they're. They're taking inspirations from it, and you can kind of draw your own conclusions as to yeah. what what those mean then to the overall story. And Ben, is there? Uh, so I know you mentioned Force Unleashed, but have you ever had any other of the Star Wars games that you really enjoyed? Uh, well, I I enjoy watching my kids play the Star Wars games now. Uh, like I said, the the only one or the last one that I actually played was Empire at War, the RTS. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of fun playing that. Um, and we learned that, you know, I would have won if I had been emperor, but that's, uh, you know, I, I never really played other than, I guess I do play the, uh, one of the games that we have has a dueling option where you can, uh, lightsaber duel against another force unleashed. Yeah. And we do that quite a bit and it's fun, but yeah. Cause I mean, I've played star Wars battlefront two 
Um, and I oh, know that's they, a great one. I love that one. for the Xbox. I mean, yeah. I don't because I know they recently released the new version for the the PS4. Or is it out yet? Or is it no? Well, so the the original Star Wars, not the original. What am I saying? Star Wars Battlefront, the rebooted game, came mm-hmm. out a couple of years ago. Okay, and and Star Wars Battlefront two. I, I don't know when you're planning on releasing this. I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't. But but it's it's due out. I think on November seventeenth. Yeah, because I played the uh, I played a demo of. Uh, the first Battlefront, because when I got the Star Wars set on DVD, yep. one of them, yeah, they had yep. the demo. You could do the Endor level. I've, I've got that DVD here, actually, at the <laughs> convention. So, yeah, I uh, if you put that in an Xbox, it'll it'll play the demo. It still works. Yep. Did you bring an Xbox? No, I don't have an Xbox. Then why do I care? An original Xbox. Because <laughs> it's cool. It's Star Wars. <laughs> it's Star Wars. Star Wars but is it's never Star not Wars cool. I can't do anything with right now. See, the... But I guess the thing that I mean, I, and I agree with you, were saying that there's hopes that they are going to make uh, Knights Three because the problem with Knights Two, and I mean, I'm sure you probably know this because you've played it. So yeah, yeah, they it, uh, obviously they were rushed at the end. There were a lot of things they couldn't really finish, but yeah. that was a better game, you know, than, than Knights of the Old Republic One from See, a from a mechanic standpoint. Yeah, I will agree with you there. I mean, the plot, no pun intended, was forced. That's the thing I didn't like about. The second one, but you get, they gave you so much more character generation or character, you know, statistics. But the thing that I really liked in Star Wars 2 or on Knights of the Old Republic 2 is how you can sway people to your inf- – you can influence people. Right. You know how, you know, like some characters like uh, the Handmaiden are influenced by acts of bravery, whereas uh, Kira is influenced by betrayal. Um. So – and then uh, – Depending on how you influenced your characters and your your team, you could turn some of them into Jedi, or you could get some of them to uh, fall to the dark side, and you teach them. Right, you'd, yep. you'd be able to teach them the ways of the Force. And the thing I like most about the Knights games is they show they show the transition from either light side or dark side as a gradual process. Right, because like one game, uh, have you ever played Jedi Knight Jedi Academy two? Um, I I believe I own it, but I haven't gotten around to playing it. I, I've got a whole bunch of them on on my computer on Steam because that's the beauty of Steam. Yeah. But and, no, and not 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 actually gotten to it yet. Yeah, and then uh, Force Unleashed did this too, where it's like, yeah, you get either the light side or the dark side ending, but it only happens at near the very end. Whereas like I said Knights of the Old Republic shows it as this gradual transition. Now, um, we don't want to talk too much about the plot of these games because Ben hasn't played them, and let me say. That means he has never played Knights of the Old Republic, the first one, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know the story of that game. Okay, so, so we're, we're going to get to that at some point, me and him, where we're going to we're going to actually play through it, or hopefully, oh, cool. and then he'll be able to discover that, and I, I I think he'll get a kick out of it. Yeah, it's 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 a really fun game, and but moving on, um, so we've talked about the, the toys and the video games. So Star Wars has become a cultural phenomenon. So why do you think has Star- become? It's been 40 years. Well, it's... It yeah, is. Over, yeah, it, it is a cultural phenomenon. Okay. So why do you guys think that Star Wars has taken hold in pop culture where not only do we see all the, you know, the toy attic and the, uh, the merchandise and stuff, but occasionally on, you know, TV shows or other movies, you'll see them do things that'll call out to uh, Star Wars or make a reference to it. So why do you think it's become such a so ingrained in popular culture? Well, because of two things. Um, first off, 
the movie's been around for a while. You and I grew up with it. There was yep. never a point in our lives where Star Wars did influence us. And that's true for a lot of current content creators. So those people are calling back to the things they enjoy about their childhood, which is those touchstones like space wizards and starship battles. I mean, how do you not love that? And then because content creators grew up with it and loved it, everybody's being introduced and being inundated with it now in media. Uh, whereas, and, and I try to convey this to Zach because I, I think it's hard for younger people to understand. When you walked into, when we were kids and you walked into a toy store, there was aisles of Star Wars. Not oh, yeah. not just aisles with Star Wars, but aisles of Star Wars. And so with it being such a focal point for our childhood, it was the first movie that was ever that heavily merchandised. Now it's just a foregone conclusion that movies will be. Um, but then again, like I said, all the content creators grew up in that current okay. content creators grew up in that generation. So it's in every TV show. It's, it's in everything. And, and I know you do this too, Al, cause I do it to this day. If my soda is just a little bit out of reach, I hold up my hand to see if I can summon it yeah. with the force. <laughs> okay. Yes. I've done that too. <laughs> The and then remote when, control. And then when you can't get the uh, the soda or the remote control to float into your hand, you smack your kid on the back of the head and go, hey, get that for me. That's right. Because right. my midichlorians are low now. <laughs> uh, I, I think – I mean I think it's really just as simple as there's something in these movies for everybody. Oh, yeah. If you like humor, there are funny moments. If you like action, there's plenty of it. If you like – you, you can identify with the characters really well. And granted – I. You could you could call some of them a little bit more of a blanker slate than others, and obviously, it's you know so many of the elements are taken from the hero's journey, from the the yep. the mythic you know the myths that we know. Essentially, Star Wars has become, in many ways, kind of like superheroes. They've become our modern myth. We've made up these stories. We've invented these characters because they are people that we put on a pedestal. To look up to, they are the arc. They have become the archetypes of our society, of of our fictional. It's our fictional language now. Yeah, and and I agree with you. It's as one friend of mine put it in a podcast we did a while ago. Um, our modern mythology. And yes, I, I, that's there we go. And I totally agree with you. And you talk about the hero's journey, uh, because and way back like episode ninety something, I did an entire episode where I did talk about the hero's journey, and I think that's. My opinion, yeah, that is one of the reasons Star Wars has taken hold is because it draws on a lot of mythological elements that we see in all cultures. You know, the all across the world we see, you know, like um, Obi-Wan, you know, in, in episode four, he's the wise old man. And he mentors and tutors this hero and gives him a mad, you know, well, not a magic weapon, but, uh, you know, the lightsaber, this, you know, powerful uh, ancient artifact that's going to help him. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster. That's right. An elegant weapon from a more civilized time. <laughs> like 10 years ago. <laughs> well, for a more civilized age. Yes. 19 so years. To the well, the lightsaber record. itself was made a long time ago, Ben. Not yes. not that particular one, but I'm saying the, the idea, the design. It's been around for quite some time. And I, I don't know where it is in canon right now, because I've seen occasional YouTube videos where they talk about some of the roots of the Jedi, how like, especially the evolution of the lightsaber, 
how the original ones had like there was a power pack you had to have on your belt and and then eventually they started to evolve so uh but okay so do you do you think now that you mentioned it um do you think in three four hundred years archaeologists are going to be digging through the remnants of our houses and find star wars and and treat it the way we treat the Iliad or the Odyssey? Possibly. No, I don't think they're going to get that part, but <laughs> well, it would be I, funny. You, you know? never – see, that's it, such a weird thing for us to ask, though, because obviously we'll, we'll never know. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's a possibility. The, the fact of the matter is whether – you know how, however much respect we have for George Lucas as a storyteller now, he changed the way movies were made, period. Not oh, yeah. even, not only marketed, but the way that they were made, you know, film techniques of of um, bringing effects, bringing special effects back to mainstream films in a huge way. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially, uh, I mean, I'm not, well, again, you're, well, you are, since you're younger, I mean, when you look at the, uh, when you watch the original trilogy and, you know, you realize it was all just models. And I wonder if there's younger kids who, like, look at that and are amazed that, that was not done with CGI. That right. was all practical effects. I mean, I, I hope they are. That's a potato. <laughs> That's a potato floating over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I... I but That I, is the end of a pantyhose carton. Exactly. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. And, and uh, well, because I, I, I grew up with Star Wars, obviously. But then when you... When I went... And, and, and as a teenager, watching movies like 2001 A Space Odyssey. Well, actually, we've, we've got a... Ben's son over here. How about we pull him in for a sec? One of them. Oh wanna, man! Wanna, okay, no, nope, he don't want. He don't want to. He don't want none of that. Okay, sorry. No, continue with your thought. That. Yeah, man. What put putting the spotlight on him? Oh geez. yeah. Well, uh, I was just gonna ask him. It's like okay, are, are, you know, because I, I assume you've shown your kids the, uh, you know, the the original Star Wars movies. I'm just yeah. curious if like some of the kids are even younger than Zach. Well, even though Zach's not really a kid anymore, if they look at that and they think, oh, that was CGI, and then when they find out that. No, they actually were blowing up a model ship. Oh, see, Caden wouldn't have been a good person to ask because I would have explained to him that that was oh, right, right, okay. right. But, but anyways, I, I mean, I guess going back to my point, as a teenager watching movies like 2001 A Space Odyssey, I mean, that's one of the early examples of really effective yeah. model ship space effects. And it still holds up, in my opinion, you know, watching that movie. I'm like, you know, I mean, you can sort of tell it's a model, but they did a really good job. So, yeah. I mean, frankly, those effects will probably be the ones that hold up better over time. Because even looking at a movie like Lord of the Rings, the, the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy from 2001, 2002, 2003, if you watch it on Blu-ray, all of the special effects are, there's you know, it's super clear to tell where reality ends and where computer begins okay so now the next thing (laughs) star wars with of course has developed a huge fan base over the years and with that fan base there become uh, there's become a number of fan theories so do you guys ever talk much or ever think much about (laughs) star wars fan theories or what what do you what do you define as a fan theory because ben Ben and i come up with our own fan like quote-unquote fan theories all the time well like one of them that uh, has been around the ewok holocaust that after the uh, rebels destroyed the Death Star above Endor, well, all of those pieces have to go somewhere. And there's one theory that, uh, you know, all, while some of these pieces would have burned up in the atmosphere, it actually would have caused a considerable amount of debris to fall upon the planet well, and wipe out most of the but, Ewoks. 
But we know that that didn't happen because they have a party on Endor. Well, this would have happened after the... Well, but it wouldn't. See, and that therein comes the problem. Would, if we had a Death Star orbiting a planet and we blew it up, would it destroy life on that planet? Well, Probably. I, yeah. It, it, that's it, like we're talking dinosaur level extinction event kind of thing. Did it happen? Not in Star Wars. But, I mean, you're, you're talking about an entire Star Wars, I'm trying to think of the cosmology. Yeah. Is not real world cosmology. No, well, maybe no. not cosmology. is not a good word. Um, science. Well, but the, the development of planets, the way orbits work, the way climatology occurs. Star Wars. The Star Wars universe operates in much different rules of physics than ours does. Yeah. So, can you say, well, that would have happened? Yeah, but it would have happened right away. Sure. You can't say, well, it would have happened after the party. No, <laughs> what, it, like Luke and Leia get into the Luke and Leia and Han are like, all right, guys, see you later. They fly away. Right. It, it, either, no. either it happens, either it starts happening immediately or it doesn't happen. And you can't argue, well, real world physics, it would do that. Right. But real world physics shit would start dropping from the sky right away. Okay, or another one. Uh, well, and, and and let me let me just say this because we have this I, real world fight. Star Wars I feel like I, right. Time. I, I feel like I have to. Um, that to me, stuff like that just seems mean spirited and dumb. Yeah. I mean, okay. if if you're, oh, let's make up a theory where the Ewoks all get wiped out. Why did somebody do that? Because they didn't like the fact that the Ewoks <laughs> were in the movie. Okay. That's why that happened. I would like to make up a theory where the Ewoks get wiped out. I know you would, <laughs> but that's not. I think how Kylo works. Ren did it. Who knows? To retrieve Vader's helmet. <laughs> it, he comes back to Endor, and they're just like, yep, no. Well, they didn't have like, any more younglings to kill, and it's a rite of passage to become a Sith Lord. There we go. So he, he's, he's not, he he, except that he's not a Sith Lord, so it doesn't matter. You don't matter. know that. I do know that. You don't he's know that. He's a member of the Knights of Ren. Which he's could be the a... leader of the Knights of Ren. They are not connected to the Sith. You don't okay. know that. So okay, I, I do know that. We know that. Well, and speaking of Sith, of course, and we were talking about this a little bit the other day, uh, is Jar Jar Binks, was he intended to be a Sith Lord? What? Because no. F- no. Well, here's, am, I, am I supposed to say, am I allowed to swear? I'll, say, I'll, I'll, I'll beep did. it out, don't worry. Okay, I'll beep it okay, out, don't worry okay. about it. It's cool. What? But for real. Okay. No, absolutely Here's the theory. Not. Here's the theory. No, I know what the theory is. Okay, but yeah, for you those You can who, explain it for those who don't know. Okay, so the, yeah, the basic theory is that Jar Jar Binks was um, going to be, uh, the turned out to be a dark side force user. Because we look at it, he in the in the first movie he does things we don't see any other Gungans do. Like he jump when they are about to go to the underwater city, you know he jumps really high in the air, does this little twirly thing, and dives in. Well, we don't see ever see any other Gungans do that. But we don't see any other Gungans jump in the water either. Well, that is true. And then like he does a lot of hand motions when he's talking, and he might that might be a subtle way, like you know the Jedi mind trick. And from early on, he's teaching uh, Anakin to disrespect Jedi. Um, and the theory was that in in uh, Episode 2, that's where they would have revealed him as a Sith Lord. But um, since, you know, George Lucas looked at the fact that everyone hated Jar Jar, that's where he decided to bring, you know, write in Christopher Lee as Count Doku at the last minute. So here's here's why that fan theory is wrong. Okay. George Lucas did not care what we thought. 
he was making the movies he wanted to make, mm-hmm. and he had the money to make those movies. So if he wanted Jar Jar to be a Sith Lord in Episode 2, Jar Jar would have been a Sith Lord in okay. Episode 2. Second, I refuse to allow Jar Jar Banks to be a Sith Lord because I like Sith, <laughs> and I don't like Jar Jar Banks. Okay, Zach? Um, no, exactly. Uh, George has said many, many times that that was the big conflict between him and Disney for the for the sequels. Um, he had the ideas for the movies, but he's in many interviews he has said they they told me we want to make a movie for the fans. Yeah, and I said, well, I have a story. This is the story. You can tell this story or don't. And they chose not to. Okay, so he doesn't care. I'm yeah. I'm sure that it. I'm sure that Jar Jar's presence in episode one was the, the, the negative feedback probably had some impact on how much he was a part of episode two. But Jar Jar was still a pretty major part of episode two. I mean, he's manipulated into giving Palpatine his power. So. I. I think that, again, not to say it's mean spirited, but it, it again, you're making a fan theory, quote unquote. Okay out of something, out of an element of these movies that is not meant to be taken in that context. Okay. Well, the thing is, they they actually, the theory itself has some compelling argument. I just think the, the nail in the coffin of the theory is, ultimately, if that's what George Lucas wanted, that's what he would have done. That's what he would have done, sure. So I, I, that's why I dismiss it, because he didn't care. See, the thing is, I think oh, if he did decide to have, uh, you know, Jar Jar Binks replace Count Doku. Come on, when Anakin cuts off it's, his head it's in Dooku, episode three, by the way. Sorry, um, if everything um, unfolded as it did in you know episode two and three, come on, when Jar Jar got his head cut off, there probably would have been huge, uh, a lot of applause and cheering in the crowd. That's true. That's true. But, well, who knows if they would have developed him into a Sith Lord in episode two. Perhaps people would have had a greater appreciation for him by that point. Possibly. I might have even turned. I, I might have been swayed by so, the dark side of the force. Have you guys heard any other uh, interesting Star Wars theories that you think maybe might be somewhat credible? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, on that grand of a scale, no. Okay. I mean, you know, we, we don't really we, – we like to talk about internal character motivations. There was something recently. Um, they, they just released this book. I've got it on our table here. It's called From a Certain Point of View. And they take 40 different stories. It's celebrating the 40 years of A New Hope. And it's 40 different stories from the perspective of characters in A New Hope. And one of those stories is of, believe it or not, Yoda. It's very shortly after Obi-Wan dies. And Yoda is by himself on Dagobah. And he's he's essentially dying. You know, yeah. he says to himself, "I'm my time is coming up. You know, I'm I'm 900 years old. Coming up, my time is. I've been waiting, and I 900 years and old. I, I am. But he and he says, and when 900 only, years old, you reach. Look so good, you will not. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> um, and he says, if only I could have trained young Skywalker, that would have been great. But he's not talking about Luke. He's talking about Leia. Okay. Uh, it's funny because. This book was very recently printed. A couple of months ago, Ben and I, when we were talking about The Empire Strikes Back, that was, it was one of my theories. I said, Yoda, 
Yoda is spending, he spent so much time pushing back on the idea of training Luke at all in the first place. Luke comes to Dagobah and he's just like, nope, you're impatient. You're, you don't understand. You, you, you will never be able to grasp this concept of the force. You are not ready and you never will be ready. And I don't. Just get out. Just leave. And wars don't make one great. Right. Wars don't make one great. The, the whole thing. And, and, I, and I keep thinking, if it was always the plan to train Luke, why would Yoda be so resistant to this idea? And then it kind of just clicked for me. I was like, the only way this makes sense is if he thinks that after all of this time that Leia is the better candidate to be this person to be trained. And they, I, I promise, <coughs> I'm, I'm, I don't have a direct line to Lucasfilm. They obviously felt the same way because now that's the story. That's that's part of Star Wars canon is that Yoda felt that Leia was showed more. She showed better qualities to become a Jedi than Luke. And she he he, he would rather that he trained her. OK. And then I remember also you also Ben, you were t- talking about there was a, a Zach was telling you to read this one story, which uh, was like. The duel between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. That that doesn't have so many... And I don't know if you finished it. Did you finish it? Yeah, I did. Okay. okay. Oh, go ahead. I mean, I, 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 I don't know about you. I, I didn't think that it revealed so much as it just kind of gave more insight into okay. the character and his his dedication to Luke yeah. and to, so, to <laughs> watching over him. Yeah, because basically the story was uh, uh, Obi-Wan's life flashing before his eyes as he was about to be killed by Darth Vader. Or actually, after he was killed by Darth Vader. Right, it was like in the moments afterwards, and then his spirit was kind of reliving those moments and then reliving other moments. forming his Force Ghost. Yes. He was drawing in all these memories. Okay. Um, And I just commented that his memories of the fight with Darth Vader were not my memories of his fight with Darth Vader. (laughs) Yeah, he was... They were describing it to be a lot more dramatic than we remember. Then, then it actually played out on screen. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, but you know, nostalgia often makes things better. Yeah, yeah. The rose-tinted so, glasses of nostalgia. Right. So Obi Wan, in his mind, was like, "I was flipping like I did when I was younger. <laughs> it was awesome. It was just like my duel with Darth Maul. Right, right. But it wasn't because he was old. Yeah, he was like Grievous coming at me with four lightsabers at once. <laughs> and it didn't. Yeah, no. Not quite. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just little things like that. You know, I I, I enjoy looking at these characters' motivations, but I, I, I enjoy, um, yeah, I just enjoy finding things on that next level that, that may or may not be there. And, and it, it does make me really happy, I, I will admit, that something that I thought about a couple of months ago that I, I had never, ever thought about before, it... And now apparently somebody else thought about it, and Lucasfilm said that's a cool idea, and they made it the canon of Star Wars. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think it's cool how again you're explaining that these are stories written by people who, yeah, they were like minor characters in the background, or well, in some cases they were just characters in the background, and um, you, you know, just kind of like okay, well, and I think it would be interesting, like for example, someone in the the most Eisley bar scene. It's like there's what a lot of those. Think? There's a lot of those in here. Yeah, yeah, it's like you see this guy, this old guy, pull out a lightsaber and chop off someone's arm. You know, what is that person who's sitting in the back, you know, with his bottle of rot gut thinking? You know, but okay, Ben, you look like you're going to say something. Well, I would. Well, now I'm going to say that's what Obi Wan does. 
all the time. He goes into a bar, he gets a drink, he cuts off someone's arm. <laughs> that's right. Constantly. That That's canon. Every time he goes into a bar, that's what happens. <laughs> well, there was that Death Sticks guy in episode two. He just used the Jedi mind trick. Why and then he, he, he cut the... He cut Sam Wessel's arm off. Right, he cut Sam Wessel's arm well, off. That wasn't in that in the same... bar, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was okay. in the bar. It was right after the death scene episode thing. two. So yeah, it was in the bar because she pulled out a gun. Okay, and and they. It's... Yep. So yeah, every time Obi Wan, his Jedi business is getting a drink and cutting off someone's arm. Yep. Yeah, okay. I uh, I was just thinking when we were talking, and uh, I think we're I'm going to plug this as an episode that we're going to do. I think we need to talk about uh, what would have happened if Yoda would have got his way. Oh, sure. Because sure. I think if if uh, Leia is the one that's trained, I think that becomes a very different movie. Because uh, I think yeah, Luke I, is the one. That, Luke is actually the one who accomplished the goal. So I, I, I don't, think we should explore that on a future episode, Zach. I don't know if there's much to explore, Ben. I feel like, I mean, I, I can answer that question in a very short way. She kills Darth Vader. That's it. I don't think Vader loses that easily. I uh, to to a fully to to a trained Leia, I think he does. And here's why. Maybe not that first fight cuz Luke obviously wasn't well trained enough to win that first fight. But in the second fight, Luke goes and tries to redeem Vader, right? He goes in there with the intent purpose, "No, I believe that my father is still alive within him and I'm going to save him." Leia would not have cared, even if you would have told her. Leia wouldn't have left Dagobah the first time. That's true. She may not have even left Dagobah the first time. Even with Han and Luke in danger, right. she, may she, have, wouldn't have she would have stayed. And I, I guess then when she goes and fights Darth Vader, it's not, I'm going to go redeem this man and I'm going to go redeem my father. Because she has a father. That is true. And his, her father is dead because Darth Vader... Well, not directly, Darth. And she Vader, got to watch, but because yes, because it. the Empire created a massive weapon and killed him, and he devoted his life, and therefore she devoted her life to ridding the world of this Empire and trying to make the galaxy a better place for everybody, like it, like it could have been a long time ago. And she goes into that throne room and she kills Darth Vader, no hesitation, done. You know, and that's a good point, and I think I agree with you. Since she watched Darth Vader uh, basically blow up her planet and kill everyone, just about everyone she knew, yeah, I think she would have had a more, she would have had more incentive to actually kill Vader than try to redeem him. See, I don't even think she deals with Vader at all. Not, you think she would have went for the Emperor? She's a politician. She's a military strategist. I think she would have went for the Emperor on Coruscant and... Maybe. And not have even... Why Why would she have even gone to Andor? I, I'm just saying, if if you put her in that situation, that's what happens. Yeah, I I just thought it would be an interesting thought, but now we don't have to have it. Because right. We just did. Well, like I said, it would it would be a five-minute conversation, and that would be it. I mean, well, well, if you guys decide that you would like to... Well, we probably will revisit it, because, frankly, this is on your show. Yes. Sorry, Al. Oh, that's okay. We've we, we got to do, do it on our own yeah. show. I just say, we're about... I think, we can probably call it to close for here. Now, I, I'm sure we could probably talk for hours and hours and hours about Star Wars. We have. <laughs> we have. And we will. Yes. <laughs> so you, you mentioned maybe you'll explore that theory in a future episode. So if people maybe want to keep an eye out for that future episode, 
or maybe check out some of your past episodes. Where can they find the New Jedi Archives? Uh, you can uh, find us on Spreaker. If you go to Spreaker.com, search The New Jedi Archives, you'll be able to find us there. All of our episodes are posted there uh, from the very beginning, including a... Uh, a special 40th anniversary commentary of A New Hope. It may not be the best commentary in the world, but we tried our best. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, then you can also uh, find us. Our newer episodes are posted every other week to gncasts.com. That's gncasts.com, where we are part of the galactic network of podcasts. Uh, and uh, you can follow it. You can download it on iTunes. You can download it on Google Play. Uh, apparently, we're on Stitcher. Stitcher. If you use Stitcher, um, you can download the Spreaker app and listen to them through there. There's a lot of ways to listen, and uh, we really appreciate everybody who's been a part of that so far and thanks again for helping out uh, with this episode and uh definitely go and check uh some of ben and zach's episodes out so i'd like to thank you all for listening and have a good evening or morning or afternoon whatever it is wherever you are and happy gaming ben may the force be with you and also with you and al may the force be with you and may the force be with you too You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POIGamestudio. Studio.